1: Next up, on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Hanover, you're breaking up. Repeat last message. Over. Hanover, repeat last message, please. Over.
0: lost you. I'm sorry. Command base, if you can still hear me, start the evacuation as soon as possible. Eastling is lost. My name is Nero Guillaume. Tell my family I died on my feet, not running, not turning my back, standing my ground.
1: And that recording was confirmed when? Approximately three hours ago. And you say it was on the same frequency that the first recording was found on? That's right, yes. It was very weak at first, but we managed to pinpoint it enough to get that part of the conversation anyway. Mm. It was my understanding that the Eastling security forces were monitoring that band. Why didn't they pick it up? Well, as near as we can figure, it's because they had their equipment pointed outside the city. And this came from inside the city, then? Ah, And our triangulation places its origins specifically around the area of the fossil room. Hmm. And the specimen in the fossil room? It's, uh, noticeably growing. Hmm. I want a detailed report of this sent to Mr. Rayburn and another one to Security Chief Laughlin. Understood. And, um, what do we do after that, Professor Someday? Well, after that, Mr. Bedwell, we prepare for the worst. Technical Difficulties presents The Account A Tale of the Waking World. The Snows Are Eternal. Part 3. Rayburn speaking. Hello, Mr. Rayburn. Hello, Ms. Guillaume. You know, I was always of the opinion that caller identification was a wonderful invention, until bad news comes along. Well, at least you can't say you weren't expecting this call. Well, of course I was. Seeing as I'm your employer, your family took the liberty of contacting me first about your current situation. Hope you don't mind that. I have no say in the matter, sir. It's my family's prerogative to do what they want in this situation. I sympathize, Miss Guillaume. From both ends, I'm afraid. Believe me, I really do. Thank you, sir. You're entirely welcome, my dear. Now, I think we both understand the particulars here, but... I'm going to go over them again, just for legal purposes, so we know exactly where we stand. Understood, Mr. Rabin. Good. Miss Guillaume, the Medidine Corporation hired you to assist one Sir Hanover Phillips in the course of his investigations in the capacity of a squire. Correct, sir. Now, while our company certainly appreciates the particular skill set that your resume brings with it, we cannot be seen to be employing a licensed assassin with an active contract, especially one whose target is outside this particular organization's interest. Agreed, sir. I take it your contract is active, Miss Guillaume? The contract is accepted, sir. It becomes active upon verification of the presence of my target. And there's no official verification of the presence of Luxor Brandt yet? Not as yet, sir, but the evidence of his presence is overwhelming. I see. Miss Guillaume, if there's anything we at Metadyne can do to help you with your investigation, please feel free to ask. We owe you and your family at least that much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Not at all, my dear. Well, it pains me very deeply to do so. I must announce the termination of your contract with the Metadyne Corporation. I understand, sir. Pending the outcome of your investigation into your target. Sir? I'll get straight to the point, Miss Guillaume. Something is going on in Eastling, something potentially quite disastrous, and it appears that Ave Nova is the root cause of it, possibly. Now, Sir Phillips is going to have his desperately needed training going on at the same time as this investigation. He'll need all the help he can get. So I was hoping that I could impose on you, seeing as your contract is not currently active. Mr. Rayburn, I hope you're not suggesting that you want me to shirk my responsibility to my family. Never would I suggest that in all of eternity, Miss Gill. All right. However, I am a bit desperate. Currently, all we have there is one corporate office and a small research facility. Virtually no security whatsoever, and certainly none of them are qualified to do the job that you can do. Can't you just send... The road up to Eastling is still being cleared, and according to reports, the weather is deteriorating up there over the next few days. It'll be far too dangerous to bring an aircraft in. In other words, I couldn't get more security or a replacement for you if I wanted to. Not for a few days, anyway. Mr. Rayburn, this particular contract holds a special significance for my family, and they're taking it very seriously. I'd need a lot more assurance than... I will clear everything with your family in person. And if you feel at any time that you need to break this commitment, all you need to do is send me a text message, and I assure you, you were as good as fired. Well... And did I mention extra benefits and overtime compensation? All right. Deal. I'll start my investigation in the morning. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Now, where is Sir Philip? He was going to check in with his trainer. We're supposed to meet up for dinner afterwards. Fair enough. You can fill him in on your situation as you see fit then. Right. Provided, of course, he's in any condition to eat dinner, that is. This is going to be that kind of training, is it? Best money can buy. And as it happens, we have a lot of that stuff lying around. How encouraging. Don't worry, Miss Guillaume. Sir Phillips will be just fine. I never said he wouldn't be. It's just that, well, he's training to be a knight. Mm. We both know how that usually turns out. Training room D. Here we go. Um... Anybody here? Yeah, sorry about that. I was limbering up. Turvey? Yeah? What are you doing here? Limbering up, like I said. Wait. Who are you expecting? I was expecting my trainer. Ah, oh, well, that makes sense. We did have an appointment to meet now. I hope you brought your A-game. You're my trainer. Oh, I got a broken bus. What else am I going to do with my time? You told me back at the rest stop that you hadn't You're, seen Knight yeah, since you, you were ho- a kid. Hold, on, back just hold that thought for a second, would you please? Now then. Now then what? Oh, right. <laughs> That's more like it. So, how do we do this? Just stand there and look pretty. Well, just stand there. Get. Oh, that's for starters. My turn? By all means. First punch! Alrighty. Let's try this. White gavel! Oh, come on. Get up. That wasn't the best you could do, is it? Yeah. Actually, it is. That's why I'm here for training. Oh. Good point. All right. Eddie's. ease. You all right? Yeah. Half expected you to finish me off with some big attack just to show how much I had to learn. Get your head out of the movies. It's not how we do things in real life. Besides, if I unleashed my level three as you are, you'd be in the hospital and that would cut mightily into your study time. Fair enough. So you were saying before we started all this... Huh? Oh, yeah! You told me back at the rest stop that you hadn't seen knights, real knights, since you were a kid. That the world had become too cynical to support that sort of thing. That there were no such thing as good knights because of the corporations and all that stuff. I lied. Uh, Oh. I guess it all makes sense now, then. Nothing personal, you understand. I had orders from Rayburn. And that's why you knew to pick us up all the time and why we barely ever had any other passengers. Yeah, this wasn't all a lie, though. I am a licensed bus driver. A guy's got to make a living somehow. Why didn't you tell me you were a knight, though? What difference would that have made? You never suspected, huh? Well, I... Back at the rest stop when I got separated from the group and took on one of those alien beastie things all by myself, didn't you ever wonder how I survived? I actually thought it was because you were a bus driver. I haven't been driving a bus long enough to get that tough. Oh, Okay, but still- To why answer your question, it's because Rayburn didn't want me interfering with your development. Evidently he wants you to follow along a long, unique path, free from the rigors of traditional training. My job was just to keep tabs on you, too, and effect a rescue in case things got a little, I don't know, too dire. Oh. Wait a minute, things were getting dire all the time. Where were you? Driving a bus. I have a job, remember? This is the weirdest company to work for. Eh, just be grateful you're not on the management training track. That's a one-way ticket into the mouth of madness. Anyway, seeing is what you're about to face up against. Rayburn thought it'd be a good idea if I stepped in and offered you a few... pointers. You mean how weak I am? Don't play the feel-sorry-for-me game. I don't do that. I thought I was being honest. Well, I'll be honest with you, then. I've done my homework. I saw the amount of damage you did to that psycho back in Baylor. What was his name? Trent. Trent, right. Well, according to the report that Rayburn gave me, in order for you to unleash the level of power that you did on your first grade attack, that would take a rigorously trained knight about a year or so to figure it out. How long have you been a knight for, Phillips? Uh, I don't know, about two months. Give yourself a little credit. In fact, I was a little bit disappointed what you showed me just now wasn't nearly that strong, obviously. Well, that situation was a little bit more desperate than this. And that's exactly your problem. You've got plenty of power. You just can't call on it unless it's a life-or-death situation for you, and more especially for the people you care about, like your partner. It's not very useful for you to only be able to call up that strength when the people you're trying to protect are about to get killed. Needs to be on standby 24-7, and that is what I'm here to help you achieve. Right. I could kind of use a stronger attack. Let's just get your training wheels off first, then we'll move on to the fancy stunts a little later on. All right. What do I do? You listen closely, and I'm going to lay some ground rules for you. Right. First off, honorifics. Okay. Screw them. Um. We don't need them here. You don't call me teacher. You don't call me sensei. You don't call me master. You call me turvy That name is the only respect I've ever needed in my life, and it's going to stay that way. Understand? Yeah. Secondly, curriculum. You are to listen to, think about, ponder, absorb, and attempt everything that I try to pass on to you. I've got years of experience on you. Let's put it to some good use, shall we? Okay. Third, disobedience. Hmm. Disobedience is absolute. Hmm? You fight me every step of the way. If you think you can do things better than I can, you show me how. If you don't like my advice, you question it. You challenge me, because I'm sure as hell going to be challenging you. As much as you expect to learn from me, Sir Phillips, I expect to learn from you. Because if a teacher doesn't learn from his students, well... He's just wasting his time. Do you understand? Yes. Do you understand? Because I just gave you a very tall order. Yeah. I think I got it. When do we start? Ah, uh, tomorrow morning. I need some sleep. I was in a bus crash, remember? Well... And yeah, you are gonna need sleep, too, all right? So, after this, go get yourself some dinner, then relax. Get yourself a massage, get laid, whatever you have to do. Just get a good night's sleep. And no alcohol or drugs, either. We need you as clean as possible in the morning. In fact, when you get up and come here, skip coffee. Uh, oh, toughen up. I'm gonna skip coffee, too. One more thing. I'm supposed to be doing an investigation into Ave Nova while I'm here. Not to worry. I left holes in the schedule for that very purpose. Besides, you'll need some time to absorb of the lessons I'm going to give you. Hmm. I wouldn't worry about it too much. You do have a partner to help you out. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a partner. Oh, that wouldn't have done it. No, no. So it's the only answer I can come up with. It oh really pisses me off.
0: Luxor, we have a confirmation of our target. Wait, right.
1: Keys, Who farted? What? Which one of the geniuses here let one off? I told everybody to keep a real tight sphincter around here, you know, to not let anybody know that I was here hiding out in Eastling. And nobody working for me is stupid enough to rat me out, so somebody let something slip, because that's the only explanation for why Nero Guillaume could find me. Maybe
0: it was a coincidence. Keys,
1: how many times do I have to tell you that there is no such thing as coincidence? There is destiny and there is idiocy. I have been exceptionally good at keeping a low profile since we got here, okay? All right recent events notwithstanding but still i have barely set foot outside these catacombs for months couldn't go out and have any fun no partying nothing like that just me in the background hiding in the shadows which is a little bit damaging for the ego if you know what i mean and then right before i'm supposed to abscond she shows up now why why was that possible who let it slip that i'm here because that's the only explanation I can come up with. What
0: difference does it
1: make? We have her. It makes a bit of a difference, because if there's a leak in our bubble, I'd like to find out where it is. is. That, that's kind of important, don't you think? You're, you're just so impractical. <sighs> Wait, what do you mean we have her? She's sitting at a
0: restaurant. One of my men is right behind her.
1: And you're sure about this how?
0: My man is wearing a camera and his glasses. I can see her on a monitor.
1: Well, why didn't you say so? Let's have a look, shall we? <sighs> Let's see... Oh, there you are, my dear. Sitting all by yourself, table for two. Don't you just look adorable.
0: I'll have my man take her out. No! God, would you just stop being so impatient? I'm not done here yet. Let's just do this and get out of here. I told you, I owe her.
1: When I want Nero
0: Guillaume dead, I will be the one to deliver the killing blow. Do you understand
1: me? Until then, we're going to wait and watch and make her life difficult. Now, I want to see who shows up for dinner. It's probably the Metadyne operative she's working with. Ah. Wait, she's working with Metadyne? What did I do to piss them off? Uh,
0: Luxor, don't take this the wrong way, but the universe doesn't always revolve around you. Um, what do you mean? She didn't come here looking for you. According to my contact at Laughlin's office, she works for Metadyne as a squire. Squire? Yes.
1: Someone in the... Guillaume clan matriarchal line and a professional assassin is working as a squire. Yes! My head hurts. Why would she work as a squire? Oh, wait! Got it! Got it! Got it! Got it! Got it the knight, The knight. Somebody's got it! Is this knight male or female? Male. Somebody's got a boyfriend. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: If we're not taking her out, then what?
1: She's in a nice, cozy restaurant sitting at a table for two. She's obviously waiting for her beau. When he shows up, we kill him. Hey there. Hi. Hi. You look so quiet sitting there all by yourself. Well, I ought to. I had a silent screen cast around the table. That way people can't hear what we're saying. Privacy is nice. It certainly can be. Have a seat. Come on. Sit down. Let's have some dinner. I'm starving. Sure. So, was there uh a... Was there something you wanted to tell me earlier? Well, I'm having trouble figuring out where to start the Ave Nova investigation. Now, you said you had a conversation with Laughlin and he had told you something about something bad that could be happening in the future that might threaten the city. If you could tell me what that was, if that had something to do with Ave Nova, that might give me some sort of place to start. Nero, even as a bodyguard, there are certain things you can't protect me from, you know? I know. What did you have to tell me earlier? We don't have much time left to work together. It could be days, it could be hours, I don't know. It's the thing with your family, then. Look, just yes or no, okay? You don't have to tell me any particulars. I'll respect your family privacy. I just... I need to know something. No. No? I mean, no, I want to tell you. In fact, I'm almost positive I owe it to you. You don't owe me anything. Don't I? Hanover, how many times have you saved my life? Um, by my count, once. And that was my fault you got into that situation in the first place. Wrong. How? Because goblins have a saying for best friends. You saved my life every day from the moment we met. (laughs) glad to be of service. What I'm about to tell you isn't exactly a secret, but it is family business. And the parts relating to me are very confidential. So I need your absolute promise that you won't breathe a word of this to anyone else. Um, uh, sure. What do I... Just swear on something precious. I know you're good for it. Okay, I swear I will not breathe a word of this to anybody else without strict permission. I swear on my friendship with you. Oh, now you're just laying it on thick. That's what all the ladies say. Back in Baylor, when you found out I was an assassin, you asked if I ever had to kill anyone in the line of work. I swear I was not being judgmental when I asked you that. I was. I understand about... what you were trying to do, and I appreciate it. But that's not the point. The point is, it's time I told you my story. At least in regards to my situation here. And my family. And why our partnership may have to end. And betrayal. And murder. And worse things. So why don't we settle back and we can count those bodies together. You have been listening to The Account... A Tale of the Waking World, The Snows Are Eternal, Part 3. Written and performed by Kyan Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties Podcast series. You can contact me at techdiff at gmail.com, follow me over at twitter.com slash techdiff. You can comment on this show at techdiff.com, and you can follow the discussion page at techdiff.freeforums.org. Next week, The Snows Are Eternal, Part 4. Which will be A.S.A.P. Hello, folks. I appear to have uh, a here. I appear to have a bit of a backlog building up of things I need to do, and I'm getting to work on. Uh, well, I'm currently in the middle of working on a piece, as I mentioned last time, uh, for Convergence. It's going to be released on CD, and when I say released on CD, meaning I'm just going to burn a big pile of them and print up some labels and leave them out, and that'll be an example of my work to people. But um, it's going to be new-ish material. Uh, you know, may as well not beat around the bush here, just so I can excite a few of the audience. I'd realize I have no reason to actually try to surprise you about this. But uh, a lot of people, you may remember the story of the father looking for the son, the guy who comes home from work, and then he has to go upstairs to find his son. And, and it goes off on this whole crazy adventure where he keeps going through doors, and every room seems to be a whole world unto itself. And I'm redoing that entire thing into one feature-length story. And it's going to be uh, designed as a... Kind of a self-contained story that will also display a lot of my talents and uh, designed to kind of hook people into the show for new without being an actual, just a a re-release of the podcast. Even though, ironically, once I put it out on CD, it's going to go up as a podcast. I don't know. I may make a physical CD available somehow if you actually want to buy it or, like, send me money to have me send it to you or something like that. I don't know. I might do something like that. Of course, it's going to be available for free, so I don't know why I'd do that, but... If that's something people want, you can tell me at techdiff at gmail.com and I can make something up for you or something. Anyway, uh, that's all the information I have to report this week other than uh, I'm going to be bouncing back and forth. Sorry for the interruptions in the account, but I've got a lot of stuff to do and I've got a limited amount of time to do it in. And once this is all set aside, I'm just going to go straight back into the account full time and finish the dang story off before we all get tired of it. I won't. I hope you're enjoying it so far. This one's a kind of a densely packed information episode and not so action-packed, but I like it this way because I've got some... Don't worry, I've got this... Things going things to boil to a head and you'll get a lot of whiz-bang-pow in it. Don't worry. But right now I'm just kind of laying lots of groundwork, so I, I hope you like that. Um, and uh, I'll be continuing on with that sort of thing. Anyway, I'm done here this week. This is Kai and Chris Conroy saying goodbye, and I will uh, talk to you again very, very soon. Bye!
0: Do you like thrillers, action, adventure, mystery, crime drama? Well, you're in luck, because here on the Mutual Audio Network, we have Thursday thrillers. You can subscribe and have a dose of adrenaline-pumping audio every Thursday from your favorite podcast player. Get it here now.